And remember when it comes to dua, one thing very important is for you and I to make sure that we repeat that dua again and again. For indeed repetition is what makes it more valuable in the eyes of Allah. Allah doesn't give you something sometimes because he loves the way you were when you were asking him for the thing. And so he wants you to repeat it again and again. And he leaves you in that condition for a few years sometime. Don't say that Allah didn't hear me. He heard you. And don't say that Allah doesn't want to respond. He will respond. He has responded. He knows what's better for you. When you see the reward of the crying that you engaged in for two years, while you were asking for something, you will tell Allah, why did you give me what I wanted? You should have just kept me in this condition. At least I was making tahajjud. A lot of people say, I, I'm making tahajjud because I've got a massive issue. I want to ask Allah for I haven't stopped tahajjud. Wasn't that a blessing? So prepare for the day and don't question Allah. Allah takes your loved ones away so your life can change. How many people's lives have changed because they lost their spouses or children or brothers or parents or relatives. So if your life does not change when people are being taken away from around you, who is at loss? We would be at loss. Now let me take you through that sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We follow his sunnah. How can I pray for those who've wronged me when I feel no one has really wronged me? So Allah says, wait, we're going to create someone who's going to wrong you. Do something wrong. Then we're going to just watch. Do you react how the Prophet sallallahu reacted or do you do your own thing? If you decide I'm going to take a page from the Nabi of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. First thing you do, alhamdulillah. Then you pray for them. Oh Allah, guide these people. Oh Allah, soften their hearts. That's not easy. Imagine the Prophet sallallahu was praying for Abu Jahl. He was an enemy. And he was praying for Umar ibn al-Khattab. He says, oh Allah, soften the hearts of at least one of these two. And bring them to Islam. So that at least the strength that they have, they can use it towards the deen. How many of us would ever pray those type of prayers for our enemies? And then we claim to be solid followers, you know, subhanallah. I, who are you? Well, I'm on the sunnah. I'm on, wait, relax. The sunnah is so broad that only a prophet of Allah وسلم, could actually fulfill all of it. We can only fulfill pockets of it as best as we can. As best as we can. May Allah strengthen us. Then Allah says, وَلَا تَقْتُلُوا أَوْلَادَكُمْ مِنْ إِمْلَاقُ And don't kill your children out of poverty. You're poor. You're fearing that your child will share the morsel of food with you. So you kill the child. Allah says, that is a major sin. Don't worry. Each child comes with his or her own sustenance. You might find it a little bit difficult initially, but when the child grows up, that child will look after you. The child has its own sustenance apportioned from Allah. They're not going to take what is rightfully apportioned to you at all. So trust Allah and you will achieve comfort. No problem. Sometimes people fall pregnant and they say, I can't afford it. Allah says, have the child. Don't worry. The child will bring about great blessings that you cannot imagine. If it is for financial reasons, you're never allowed to terminate a pregnancy. No, 
don't. Subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. Similarly, when the child is born, some of the pagan Arabs used to kill the children because they used to fear them sharing the morsel of food. Literally, Allah says that is a major sin. It is part of this list. Immediately after that, Allah says, نَحْنُ نَرْزُقُكُمْ وَإِيَّاهُمْ We will sustain you. We will provide for you and we will provide for those little kids as well. There will come a time when those kids will earn way more than you had imagined and perhaps take care of you. Subhanallah. So my brothers and sisters, We've touched a little bit about Husnul Khatima or on Husnul Khatima, the issue of predestiny, a good death, the fact that if you die in the obedience of Allah, while Allah is pleased with you, Alhamdulillah, it's a good death. If you die while seeking forgiveness and you had sought the forgiveness and you changed your life, it's a good death. These are reminders from Allah. Imagine people around us are dying and we still don't take heed. أَوَلَا يَرَوْنَ أَنَّهُمْ يُفْتَنُونَ فِي كُلِّ عَامٍ مَرَّةً أَوْ مَرَّتَيْنِ ثُمَّ لَا يَتُوبُونَ وَلَا هُمْ يَذَّكَّرُونَ Do they not see that we test them once or twice every year? They are tested with major tests. And these tests include everything, whether it's war, whether it's death, whether it's other challenges or sickness or whatever else it may be. Allah says we test them once or twice every year and they are still not repenting to Allah. They are still not turning away, meaning from shaitan and coming towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah says, why not? In another place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّا نَأْتِ الْأَرْضَ نَنْقُصُهَا مِنْ أَطْرَافِهَا Subhanallah, do they not see that we come to the earth and we are minimizing it from around them? We are, we are making it smaller and smaller. Subhanallah, there are many meanings of that. But one of it is a reminder for us to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the lesson. When Allah is making things smaller and smaller, so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and ease. May Allah open our doors. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and grant us husnul khatima.